The following podcast is intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Iron Realm, Chapter 24 Pixie Fury Of the three pixies, the male was the tallest at perhaps 11 inches. By torchlight, the group could see that he wore finely crafted red-orange clothing and he held a small sword in his hand. The two women wore skirts and tops of a similar color and they looked on curiously at the group they had confronted in the dark. All three had shimmering rainbow wings and serious expressions upon their faces. Thank you for making yourselves visible, said the dwarf, as Treya translated. My name is Stockholm, and it seems we have become lost in your region of the maze. We were fleeing when we found you. We fear that the beastmen may be hot on our trail. We wish only to pass this way and return to our camp. If you can assist us in any way, we would be very grateful to you. I did not hear anything in the tunnels behind you, said the small male. So I suspect that we are safe for the moment. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Deaver. These are my betrothed, Allura and Melody. We are no friends to the beastmen. They enslave our kind for sport and do terrible things to them. The beastmen are the sworn enemy of our people. Any foe to the beastmen is a friend of ours. I am glad to hear it, said Stockholm. And we are glad to have a moment to catch our breaths in good company. We are headed to the north. Will you join us on our journey? We would pay you for your services as scouts, as handsomely as we may. The small man flapped his wings intensely and darted to face the dwarf directly. You do seem unusually well off, he said, staring at the gold crown. And it seems, too, that you have no shortage of precious gems. Hold on now, giant, said Deaver. What is this pink one? The one at the left side of your brow. The two small women gasped as Stockholm tried to answer. Some form of quartz, I suppose. Not particularly precious. In a moment, all three pixies had drawn their tiny swords. Take that back, dwarf, or we will cut out your tongue. Tell us now where you acquired it, and choose your words with care, for it is the heart star, sacred symbol of our queen's royal line and authority. We don't know anything about it, said Stockholm. We got the crown from the beastman in the eastern tunnels. Bearded one, said Deaver. You only just said that the beastmen were your enemies, and now you claim open contact with them. You are caught in your lie. You and your allies are a threat to our people, and we will put an end to you before you and your bestial friends can do the same to us. At that, all three pixies blinked out 
attacking invisibly and mercilessly before the vanguard had any chance to react. I greet you tonight, travelers of the maze. You and I go ever deeper. Stockholm and the others are headed as quickly as they can back to the others, and yet that journey is many hours away. The dwarf, the elves, the humans are wounded badly from their encounters in the maze, whilst the malady continues to sap their resolve and stamina. And here, their would-be friends, the Pixies, are on the attack. In their weakened state, what hope do they have against these invisible foes? Find out tonight on Chapter 24 of the Iron Realm. The Iron Realm, copyright A.B. Lenzo, is the world's first play-by-podcast RPG campaign. A portion of tonight's female voice performance was drawn from audio originally created by and offered by Ashley Eddy through freesound.org under the Creative Commons Attribution License. Further information can be found at theironrealm.com or at theironrealm.blogspot.com under this episode's show notes. My sincere thanks as well to you, Ashley, for your masterful contribution to the Iron Realm cause. Legendary Powers There are many ways by which you, as a legendary power, may claim ranks of renown. The fourth path, Iron Realm Cosplay. Create a costume and become one of the characters from the podcast, or bring the enigmatic Character 8 to life. For every half hour spent in either the creation of your attire or spent displaying your creation, award yourself five ranks. Post a photo of your tribute online with a link back to the show in order to double your awarded ranks. And don't forget to send pictures to your Maze Master for inclusion on the Iron Realm website. I thank you for your valor.
Secrets of the Maze Master, Maze Master, Maze Master. Tonight, a discussion on creature psychology entitled Bravery and Reactions in the Realm. Creatures of all kinds tend to be more hostile in the Iron Realm, especially towards the humans and demi-humans of the tribe. It has been suggested that creatures come from many different worlds, which causes them to regard other inhabitants of the maze as alien, repulsive, and almost certainly a threat. Whenever the tribe encounters such beings in the maze, a reaction check can be made using two six-sided dice. The straight reaction roll is modified by the charisma, bonus, or penalty of the character who first makes contact. Additionally, if the language of the adversary is not immediately spoken, there is an additional minus one to the roll. And if the creatures encountered are of a different race from those of the tribe, their suspicion and prejudice results in yet another minus one to the roll. Rumors say that there are some good creatures in the realm who do not bear prejudice against those of other races. But if so, such good creatures are certainly rare in the extreme. Should the roll come up a 12 or better, then the interaction has met with some non-fatal result. Either their adversaries are willing to talk or else they have been intimidated by the strength of the group and immediately retreat. Yet should the roll come up a two or less, then the creatures so encountered react immediately with bloodshed, attacking the tribe on sight. A roll in between these extremes sets off a tense and dangerous interplay between the groups, and two further stages of reactions must be executed. If the stage one result was an outcome of three to five, then the creatures encountered are very hostile and a stage two reaction must be rolled. If the stage two reaction is an eight or less, they launch an immediate attack. If the stage two reaction is a nine or higher, then the outcome is yet uncertain. Go to a third stage reaction roll. If the stage one reaction fell between nine and 11, then the tribe has made a strong impression on the adversaries. And so it's stage two, a roll of six or higher, proves that the adversaries have been scared off or else may even be willing to talk. If the stage two roll is a five or less, uncertainty lingers. And so a stage three roll is required. 
Finally, if the stage one result had been between a six and an eight, there is uncertainty. Yet if the stage two result is a five or less, an attack is instant. Or if the stage two result is a nine or higher, the reaction to the group is positive in some way. If the stage two result falls between a six and an eight, the groups must negotiate and a stage three roll is required. At the third stage, a roll of five or less results in an immediate attack, while a roll between six and eight results in an immediate retreat by the adversaries. Yet a roll of nine or higher results in some positive outcome for the tribe. Reaction rolls are used in the realm only outside of combat, yet in combat, bravery scores are used instead. Every creature in the realm has a bravery score, and two bravery rolls must be made during each combat by the enemies of the tribe. To make the bravery roll, 2d6 are ruled. If the roll is equal or less than the creature's bravery score, it will stay and fight. But if higher, the morale of that creature or its group fails, and they will flee. Or, if they cannot flee, they will surrender. The bravery roll is made once the first member of the enemy group is felled, while the second bravery roll is made when half their number has been decimated. However, should the group face a single creature in the maze, then the first bravery check is made when damage is first taken, and the second bravery check is made when the creature is reduced to half life points or lower. Now that you have the secrets for reactions in the realm and bravery in the realm, I conclude this segment with a practical example. I give you the reaction checks for the pixie tribe when first encountered by the vanguard. A look behind the Maze Master's screen. Behind the screen. The reaction roll will be at a negative one, since these pixies are cautious of any who are not their own kind. Normally, Stockholm should take an additional minus one, since he does not know the pixie language. Yet, Treya is able to translate for him into Elvish which by good fortune, the Pixie Tribe is also able to speak. Two dice ready. The first pass. A result of 12 is a phenomenal roll and would normally result in immediate friendship, but suffering the minus one penalty, this is not to be. Even so, the Pixies are well disposed toward the group, and so a second pass is allowed. Something has turned in the conversation to make the Pixies suspicious, for the second roll is a three dropped to a two. 
one final pass will determine the ultimate result. A roll of only a two, reduced to a one, signals immediate attack. <laughs> but you knew that already. Stay tuned as the wrath of the Pixies is unleashed. centuries, there have been rumors of its existence. I tell you now that it is not a myth. An impenetrable vault made of black onyx, deep in the tunnels, hidden, guarded, warded. Inside are held the most elusive treasures the rarest treasures reserved for the greatest friends of the show. Pre-release podcasts every month give our greatest defenders secret knowledge of the future. Forewarned of those events yet to come before anyone else on the planet. Meanwhile, the Iron Realm Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide is a must-have for every fan of the dungeon setting with all the rules and advice you need to take your own Iron Realm campaign to the next level. Masterfully compiled and illustrated, the Solitaire Essentials and Gaming Guide is ready to print, to hard copy, or download to your computer, laptop, or mobile device. Plus, who knows what other rare items and extras will be dropped into the vault as time goes on. Get the key for those who have journeyed in the Iron Realm and wanted more. Rise to the call. Unlock the secrets of the Onyx Vault. Your long-awaited reward awaits. Get the key. Visit patreon.com slash theironrealm and be you rewarded. Access to the Onyx Vault is a gift from your maze master and appreciation for exemplary support of the Iron Realm. I thank you for your generosity and for your brave exploits in defense of the Iron Realm. Tribal Matters. It is 8 p.m. on the ninth day of Primaris Level 1 Alpha, Position 523. The Vanguard, <laughs> consisting of Iona, Treya, Orson, Stockholm, Echo, and Paola, have had water, food, and sufficient rest for the day. However, they are suffering from the malady and have a minus one in combat. Treya has memorized aura against evil, and Orson has memorized invisible shield. The group carries wounds from prior encounters, 
as follows. Paola, 1 out of 8. Echo, 1 out of 5. Treya, 2 out of 5. Stockholm, 7 out of 10. The melee begins, and the Pixies are on the attack. Although Echo has her torch lit, the group is unable to see the Pixies, and so may not attack any time during the first round. Round 1, initiative, the group. A 3, the Pixies. A 4. The female Pixie, Allura, swoops down to stab the dwarf with her small sword. A 6. Stockholm dodges as she buzzes by his ear. The second Pixie, Deaver, dives in against Treya. Failure. The last little female, Melody, aims her sword for Paola's throat and flies forward. Seventeen. Paola has dodged the worst of it, but is unable to avoid the attack entirely. She takes two life points of damage, becomes dizzy, and collapses to the floor. As for the rest of the vanguard, most ready their weapons and attempt to hit the pixies back, but their swings are ineffective, cutting through only air. Echo moves her torch around, trying to get a better view, while Orson casts his spell, Invisible Shield. Round 2. Initiative. The Pixies. A 2. The Vanguard. A 1. The Pixies get first strike again, beginning with Allura. She goes against Treya, but does not penetrate her chainmail. The small male, Deaver, tries to go against Orson's armor value of 4. Not enough to strike him. Last, the Pixie Girl, Melody tries to cut Iona. Failure. There! Says Echo. Aim for the shadows! She's right! Says Stockholm. There! And there! Pixies have an armor value of three. They are tiny and almost impossible to hit. The group suffers a minus four to hit them due to invisibility and a further minus one for the malady. Iona hoists her throwing dagger knowing that she can even the odds with her superior dexterity. She throws it, needing an 18 to connect. Seven. The shot flies wide. Treya is next with her polearm. Only a nat 20 will do. A five. She is nowhere close. Orson brings out his longbow, having a small advantage with it. He lets loose the arrow but still needs a nat 20. Nat 20. The small male, Deaver, who had but one life point, is skewered for a total of 10. Stockholm is swinging with his battle axe, also needing a nat 20 against the impossible pixies. 17, failure. While Echo makes a throw with her dagger, her nine fails to connect. Viola, of course, is unconscious and will not be returning to the fight. Round three, initiative. The group. A one, the Pixies. A four. With their male slain, the remaining Pixies have to make a bravery check. They have a seven. And the Pixies score a seven. They scream in tiny voices 
determined to avenge the bloody death of their male. Melody goes against Treya, but Treya parries her eight. Allura goes against Yona. Not enough. Lucky for the Vanguard, for they cannot afford to take even a single additional hit. They retaliate. Yona needs an 18 with her dagger. Only a 15, while Treya needs a natural 20 with her polearm. The 6 is a poor failure. Orson aims again at a fleeting shadow with his bow and lets it loose. Nat 20! The pixie girl Melody is skewered through the center for 12 points. Stockholm needs a 20. But his five is far from it. Echo makes a missile attack. But her 15 is not enough. Round four, initiative. The Pixies, three. The Vanguard, one. Another bravery check is demanded of the Pixies. This time it is a nine. And the remaining Pixie, Allura, retreats quickly into the dark. Sometime later, the others realize it, and know that the fight is won. 57 level points go into the pool for the vanguard. Orson successfully recovers his arrows. While the rogues recover their daggers, Echo takes two of the pixie swords, for she can use them effectively as throwing weapons. Additionally, they find 16 Electrum coins, and 9 gold coins, which are also taken by Echo, which is another 17 level points that go into the pool. At this time, there are three total level point pools. Let us take a moment to empty them of their bounty. The intro to chapter 22 was a role play for the nine characters at the base camp. And so, that's five level points each for those nine tribe members with five left over, which I shall distribute to Len. The second level point pool pertains to the Vanguard. It contains points for all six members, for the points pertain to a time before Paola fell. Chapter 23, Intro, Dark Elf, The Orson Profile, and the Chapter 24 Intro, Pixie Fury, totals 150 level points. Divided amongst the six, that's 25 level points each. Lastly, the third level point pool is to be split amongst the vanguard, excluding Paola, who fell to the Pixies. 57 level points for the Pixies, 8 more for the Electrum, 9 for the Gold is 74. Divided amongst the five, that's 14 level points each with four left over. I'm giving a bonus one 
level point to each member, excluding Echo, who received a bonus last time. With the points now distributed, the level point totals, including bonuses, are as follows. Solus, 634. Lem, 612. Kaylana, 525. Echo, 1175. Treya, 1137. Stockholm, 1060. Temek, 480. Amazar, 1084. Iona, 1748, Kana, 1099, Paola, 1731, Bardar, 1055, Lilena, 223, Kai, 164, Orson, 750. Once the group has searched the Pixies' small backpacks and determined that Paola is still alive, they make haste to return to the maze. Paola's gear is given to her sister, while temporarily Stockholm's battle axe is passed to Orson, allowing Stockholm to carry the girl across his shoulders. From here on, the group is slowed from 60 feet to 30, for although the dwarf is strong and the girl is not heavy, extra care is required to make their way successfully in the dark. Fortunately, there seem to be none in pursuit but the group has no desire for this to change. They've beaten another hard fight in the maze, yet they are still a very long way from the base camp. With a member incapacitated and the rest wounded, have they any chance at all to make it back alive? Tune in! For the next episode, Chapter 25 of the Iron Realm. And until then, play hard or go home! Iron Realm! Battle you well in the name of your Maze Master, that we might see each other once again. <laughs>